Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, we have a minimum markup on knowledge. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the second hour, folks, uh, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. So this will be the 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, spot. And if you want to get involved in the show, just give us a buzz at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And in the studio with us right now, sitting down, is Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction Connection. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Nice to see you live this morning. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. And I should mention that he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. I forgot to do that in the first uh, half, so sometimes people wondering, who the heck are those guys doing this show? <laughs> anyway, so how's it going for you down at the sports show? You've been at a lot of shows, right? We've been doing the shows for I don't know how many years, Tom. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, you you go to shows all around the state, right? Yes. Not This year, we've only done so far one show, and that's the show in Milwaukee here. But oh. we do Madison, and we do uh, Illinois, Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't particularly go down to Schaumburg. Uh, Irv Keller and Bob Birch, one of our, two of our local guides up yeah. there. But uh, I do the Madison show and uh, and the Milwaukee show, of course. Right. And we it's uh, it, we try to get people from the community that are involved with the chamber, obviously, to the mm-hmm. shows, so they see what's going on and get a feel for what we have to do for for getting people to Boulder Junction. Yeah. So. Now tell us about this giveaway you got oh, uh, for this, our listeners. For your listeners, which you have quite a few, by the way. Yeah, more than seven now. More I than think. seven now. I was counting on this. <laughs> wow. Week. We had a number I think one of people. died though. Did, did you have a number of people come to the booth? Yes, I, I. We had a number of people coming to the booth and and talking about the show. And they they said, "Hey, we like the reports from the north. They have cabins. They want to go fishing. They want to know what's going on." And yeah, usually we try and give it the best, the most accurate we can right. for, for the time we're doing it. Right, so. right. And, but uh, uh, yeah, your number of fans are unbelievably increasing. So <laughs> yeah, might be up to eleven by now. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so you got a special going on that if some one of our listeners knows what phrase to give you, they're going to win something. They're going to win a nice package. We have okay. for your listeners that come to our booth. Just one listener, though. No, we're going to oh. do it for two. Oh, we're two. two okay, let them explain, Tom. Okay. Take we it have away, two Dennis. complete pa- Yeah, Dan, tell him not to interrupt. Yeah, geez, he's trying here. You're being like John. You're saying everything he's going to say before the guy even gets a chance to say it. Oh, okay. he's a good leader, so. <laughs> okay. 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 All right, Tom. Okay. okay. All right, we're going to give away. Uh, 
a two-night stay at White Birch Village, which is an excellent resort on White Birch Lake, uh, a full day's guiding service with Irv Keller's Guide Service. Uh, some of the major prizes in the package are going to be Janie's Custom Tackle, which is, we've done this before in your show, Janie's Ramit Dammit and the Whammit. Mm-hmm. Uh, musky baits that she makes personally makes um we're going to give away jack's jigs uh uh to the in the gift package and we're going to uh and that's uh, mark and gary who are work for jack's jigs now who are new owners and the granary restaurant in town is going to give away a breakfast for uh for two and a number of different things in their package from the chamber t-shirts uh, koozies, uh, miscellaneous items that we put together for two of your listeners. So if they come to the booth and, oh, and I forgot, our second pa- uh, package is that, going. Now, wait a minute. Now, that's just the first price package. That's the first price package. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. That it is. is. That's it's a lot of stuff. It's well over $500 value. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And what's for the second winner? The second package is going to be uh, a two-night stay at the Boulder Bear Motor Lodge, which is an excellent uh, motor lodge right on the edge of town. And a full day's guy service with Steve Rodzinski. And uh, so you're going to get two packages with two days of, of guiding, with each pa- one day in each package, and uh, all the other miscellaneous prizes I just said. Oh, wow. So you're going to have, your listeners are going to have two nice packages, and we're trying to get them, obviously, to come to Boulder Junction. Right. And uh, hopefully they come back. And a lot of them do. We have oh, your yeah. listeners that have won in the past have now returned for, for right. trips to Boulder. So. And how are they going to win this? Okay. They have to come to the booth, and they're going to say, something smells fishy. Something smells fishy. Yeah, so we got to keep it in the fish line. So something okay. smells fishy. And I mean, the booth is going to say, what smells fishy? And they're going to have to say, the musky. Okay, so that's the that's the gimmick. So you okay. got to say something smells fishy, and they're going to say what, and they're going to say the and the, the person coming up to the booth, whoever it is, is going to say the musky. Okay, and so, so it's the first two people. The that first come in? two people that will come to the booth uh, uh, after the show opens will be eligible to win. Except we do not want to have winners from last year. Right, I'm trying to get your no listeners, winners from last year. No winners, and we're trying to get people an equal share. Here. Right. New people. So okay, let me get this straight. So I'm a little slow here. So they come up and say something sell- smells fishy. Yes, and I'm going to say. And you say what? What? And then they go the musky. musky. Oh, okay. clever. And uh, we worked on that all afternoon. <laughs> yesterday. And this rehearsed gotta, it. And wait, what time does the show open today? Today it opens at ten o'clock. So this has got to be after ten. Not somebody like who gets in early, nope, or uh, like an employee, or somebody from another. The booth. guy out mopping the floor, yeah, right, right or, now. No, I mean a guy from another booth might come over. You know, this has no. got to be somebody patrons af- of after the event o'clock. only. Yeah. Patrons of the event. Patrons of the event that come through the right. gate to pay you through and the gate. what booth number are you We're at? We're at 523. 523. Right. 523. It's a corner booth. So they're going to be, didn't you say last year some guys were running to the booth? We had people running to the booth years before. <laughs> years before, yeah. Yeah, and, and running down the hallway, and, and the, the musky is 50 or whatever they were, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever gimmick we had that particular time. It was like that stampede at the Who concert years ago where people got crushed and died, just yeah. like that, Tom. It's yes. kind of like the running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. <laughs> yes, yes. They're running down the aisle and they got their hands waving. Hey, the muskies fifty yeah. in there. <laughs> but not but and we're gonna mention it again after the seven thirty break just to make sure, sure that people listening can all hear it. So Well, that's a great so. uh, incentive to get on out to the old uh the old sports show. Yeah. What smells fishy? The musky.
No. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to say something spells fishy. Something smells fishy. They and, say something yeah. smells. And something you say what? smells fishy. And it's the musky. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll have to we'll repeat it again, so your, your <laughs> listeners got a chance. People will be writing it on their hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what smells fishy? That's not no. it. What you'd get it wrong, Tom. I would get it wrong. You can't say what smells fishy. No, you got to say, say something, something smells, smells fishy. fishy, and then they say what? Yeah, it's only three words. Something smells fishy. <laughs> I think I got to write that down. Write it How down. long did you rehearse your lines for that movie? Uh, Foul play of uh, whatever the one that oh. you were in. Well, actually, I was in two. Did you have any lines, or were the you just was, there to look good? No, well, you major, had a film career? Major League, I didn't was, have any lines. He was lines. in Major League. What? Yeah. yeah. And You're then, in Major League with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, and then I did this other movie. What the hell was that called? There there I played a detective. His name was above I was, Charlie Sheen's I had Sheen's a lot of speaking lines in that movie. What the heck was that? I can't the remember the name. The detective one where you were a dick. I got to look it up. Yeah, I was a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was a live troll. <laughs> well, well, that's a it's detective. Short, it's short that's for a detective. detective. Yeah. yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. You are? Yeah. Many, I didn't think college many... guys knew nothing nowadays. Man, uh, I remember the first time. Just studying social justice I, and stuff like that. You know, the first time that came up was when John was going to make up this T-shirt uh, with a train. And, uh, and Danny, uh, what do you call it? And we were talking, John was figuring out where we were going to go. Yeah, and yeah, And he says, yeah. I'm going to put Danny in the caboose holding the light on the great outdoors. And I says, yeah, you'll be like a train dick. And Danny <laughs> looks at me and says, what are you calling me? And I said, well, that's short for detective, like a hotel dick. Years ago, that's what they called them, hotel dicks, train dicks, whatever, you know, because it was just short for detective, you know. But it was kind of funny when he said, what are you calling me? Who? And we all, of course, know the greatest detective of all time. Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy. Tracy. Oh, I thought it was uh, Hercule Poirot. Hercule Actually Poirot. Inspector Clouseau. Actually, that's what I'm trying thinking yeah, of. Actually, Clouseau. it was Inspector Clouseau. He was the greatest yes. detective of all time. Yeah, there had to there, there had to be some. Kind of like goodness. Maxwell Smart myself, but he was more a. Uh, he was a CIA guy, wasn't he? He was more a spy. Yeah, he was a spy. Yeah. Yeah. I, my favorite episode one time, he's sitting there with 99, and he was trying to light the fuse to a, to a like a bomb or explosive, yeah. and it didn't go off. She goes, "What happened?" He goes. I lit my shoelace on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dennis. God. Yes, sir. Give us an up north report. Okay, here's the report. We have yeah. too much snow. Okay. <laughs> too much and snow. There's some... a news flash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think you got snow down here. We have yeah. way too much snow. Oh, and that's the yeah. problem right let, now. Let me see that, Danny. I Take sent a... some pictures. I know the listeners can't see the pictures, but... But uh, I brought those so you could take a look and get a feel for them. <laughs> well, come to the booth, and he'll yeah, have the pictures. We'll have in the booth. Yes, we will. Here we go. You're running out of places to put it. looks like the yeah. sidewalk to your front door looks like you're like walking, like it's shoulder shoulder height on yeah. the sides when you're walking through. It's like going through a maze just to get to your, uh, yeah. Oh. That, you're right, Dan, and that's the way it used to be. You're, you get pictures from years ago, right. back in the 50s. You see these houses. With these caves built in to get to the to the buildings, and right now that snow is getting that you deep, know, and a, it's amazing. A, a few years ago, we had uh, I forget when it was. Was it about four or five years ago? We had that because yeah. I know by my house it was I could hold out my arms, and it, the snow came up to my armpits. You know, I mean uh, along the sidewalk by the house, you know, on the side of the house and back by the garage. I mean, yeah, we had one of those years. Well, about four or five years ago, was it, it six years ago? Whatever. Back years ago, my dad used to always be talking about 
deer yarding, you know, or deer yard. Mm-hmm. And you really don't see or hear too much about that. I remember as a kid driving up way up, and I was maybe six, seven years old, and there were a bunch of deer standing off in some evergreens, and a bunch of them, Dad said, well, that's a bunch of yarded up deer. What's going on with the deer up there now with all that snow? Dan, that's part of the uh, uh, problem now with some of the deer because there is so much, and they do herd up. They herd up this time of year, okay. and you'll see groups of them, and they stick together because it's defensive because of the fact that the wolves and the coyotes, and not the bear now because they're still hibernating, but the wolves and the coyotes mm-hmm. are, are going to get them for food, and that's mm-hmm. what they're after. But uh, on normal years, even in, and when there's not a lot of snow like we have now, they do herd up this time of year. And looking for food, and uh, we find them like that now. But they're they're it's a problem because they're all on a path. When I say a path, you start they start a path where they walk, and they stay in that path, and they're all almost consistent. You'll see them in the same spots day after day because it's easy getting through. Well, I suppose if there's a bunch of them, they're all kind of busting the same trails, and yeah. then they just yeah. kind of like, you know, they kind of strike, yeah. you know, rather than strike out on their own and bust their own trails. They they kind of you know kind of makes sense that they'd be busting trails and mm-hmm. all using the same ones. They're traveling on the roads. They're on on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was going to be my next question. With all, with all that snow, wouldn't not only deer but wolves and everything else all be kind of trying to go? You'd see them more on roads, uh, lakes, uh, different pathways. It might be easier going for them. Well, yes, and that's exactly right. And we were just up at the Lake of the Woods fishing and. Walked to one of the guides up there, and he said the wolves were taking a toll on the deer up there as well because they get them off the roads. They'll, they'll chase them, and the deer will panic, of course, and they'll get into the deep snow. And once they get in the deep snow, they haven't got a chance, and the wolves will attack them. And, 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 and it's he, all over. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's over. over. Yeah. There's a big brown yeah. spot or a blood spot in the snow, and they see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, same thing happens up by us. We don't have as many wolves, but we do have wolves, and of course, coyotes too. Yeah. And they'll herd up and they'll get them, so that's their food. Yeah, we got to do a quick break right now. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk more with Dennis about what's going on. We'll get the ice fishing report up there because panfish time of the year now. And, and also, I, I do have an update on the Isle Royale wolves and moose thing. I got an update for you on that. You'll like this, I, I hope. Oh, and by the way, we've got one quick email. I got to tell you this real quick before we go to break. This comes from John. Thank you, John, for the email. It says, guys, Ebert, I think he means Tony Evers, uh, Ebert wants to raise the gas tax and says he would get rid of the minimum markup law to pay for it. Okay, we'll be right right back with more. So you'll save on beer but But, pay more for gas. Yeah. Uh, he's pandering to the beer community. You know what it is? It's collusion. I'm telling you, it's collusion. We'll be right back more uh, with more forks, folks. Oh, boy, I can't even talk on Sports Radio, 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Or you can email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. We've been getting quite a few today. Yeah, emails are coming in. You know, people don't always feel like talking. Right. 
They don't feel like texting, Mm -hmm. but they're online and they feel like firing an Mm -hmm. email. So Mm -hmm. like Jim gave us that uh, Mm -hmm. spinnerbait tip. Mm -hmm. We just learned some great economics news that uh, (laughs) Tony Evers. Yeah, not Ebert. (laughs) You could probably call him Ebert. Yeah. Uh, Real quickly, before we get into the ice fishing report in Boulder Junction area and up north, there, I always say up north. North. North, yeah. Anyway, um, the you, you Dennis, you heard about them putting the wolves on Isle Royale up there in Lake Superior? Yes. Off of Michigan, yes, right? Yes, we have. Okay, you heard about how it's costing us uh, like a couple million dollars when they could have actually sold licenses and made money on this deal to reduce the moose population. But in the infinite wisdom, wisdom of our Parks Department, is it, or whatever? Federal Parks Department, whatever it is. They had a better but idea. But what they did was, now, instead of taking, let's say, four, they put four wolves out there. Instead of taking Wisconsin wolves, they took Canadian wolves. What's the matter with our wolves? They're not good enough? I don't know. Okay, that's, that's a, number one. Okay. That's one question. Why not our wolves, you know? Number two, they put in, now, Danny, you got to think about this because you're one of these ecological experts. They put three males and one female. On the island. Isn't there going to be a little bit of a problem because the three males are going to want to mate with the one female and the three males are going to be fighting each other and they might kill one another and might only end up to be one male and one female? I mean, isn't there going to be a problem there? No, Tom. Wouldn't they put three females and one male? Then the male can impregnate all three females then and they'd have Tip- more wolves Typically in a wolf pack, they've only got the alpha male right. and the female, and the top dog is the one that gets the breeding right. rights. But they so, got to figure out who's the top dog, right? I think they'll sort it out pretty quick, Tom. Yeah, they're going to bite th- each other. Well, yeah, but they're wolves. That's <laughs> what wolves do. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to kill but each other are, necessarily. Those are, those are two questions that I had. Why? So they got three males and, and one, one female. female. Where'd yeah. they get them from? Where'd you say from again? Canada. When they just take some from Michigan <laughs> or some from Wisconsin? Well, that's what I said. Why not take four from Wisconsin? So they had to get them from Canada. Yeah, they had to get them from Canada. Why what they do they with them? Did they plant some moose back there then again? No, 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 no. There's too many moose. That's the problem. There's too many moose. Too many moose on Why? Your idea was the best idea, Tom. Sell licenses. Have they make a hunt. Money. Yeah. They'll you make... want to reduce the population? Sell, sell some permits. My dad did a special Apostle yeah. Islands deer hunt years ago. Yeah. And they actually saw a wolf. When they were out there, yeah. and he, they actually took a boat across. And, yeah, yeah, uh, they didn't get any deer at all. But uh, yeah, they should have a special moose hunt out. That's there, what we there. talked about it when they first introduced that idea, saying it was going to cost several million dollars to reintroduce four wolves, just four, you know. On, and and you know what they did? Who did it? The U.S. Fish and Wildlife yeah, Service. Yeah, and they, in conjunction with the Canadian Fish and Wildlife. Do you they call think it. that it's because of the animal rights activists that they figured that? Planting wolves was more humane, acceptable for them, the general public, as opposed to having a hunt where moose were going to get killed. The moose are going to get killed either way. What's yeah, the difference? Yeah, but they'd rather, the, but the, <laughs> they actually, but the, the animal hunters rights people a, would rather feed them to the wolves. Yeah, I know. You know, it, it would be oh, that's hu- nice. more humane. Wolves tearing it apart yeah. one limb at a time. Right. But that's nature. We don't want yeah. anyone shooting them. Yeah. That's yeah, cruel. That would be like... Uh, a that quick would be, kill. That would be Boom. bad. No, you know, nice quick kill. You know, the moose doesn't suffer, but the wolves, four wolves, jumping on it, it's going to suffer. But anyway, so yeah, I. Oh, and you know how they're putting them in on Isle Royale, helicopter airlift. Now you know that can't be cheap, and I don't think they're all going four at once. So I think they got to maybe have four helicopters, one at a time. The helicopter airlift. 
And then they got to have people on the helicopter because when they drop down, and then they got to have somebody open up the cage, right? I mean, whatever. Or maybe they got that figured out. I don't know. But still, I mean, costs a lot of money to do what they're doing. And there's going to be shock co- or uh, collars on them for tracking. and Probably. Yeah. yeah. A lot of money oh, being spent. Boy. Anyway. So, Dennis. Okay. All right. We'll get off the wolves. We're off the wolves now? We're off the wolves. Yeah, you got too many up by you. <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a few. Uh, what about the ice fishing? Ice fishing was very good until about the first uh, middle of February. We started getting all that snow. And too start, much snow on the too ice. Too much snow started building up. We had 18 to 20 inches of ice mm-hmm. on most lakes, and it was excellent getting around, and fishing was real good. Mm-hmm. Then we started getting all that snow, and, of course, the snow pushed the ice down and pushes the water up on the top. Now you got 6, 8 to 12 inches of slush, and now you got 2 feet of snow. And I, friends of mine were out trying to ice fish, oh, well, just before the season closed this yeah. last week. And he says, we put our tip-ups up, we can't see them. Because they're, they're down in a hole. <laughs> can't see them. The flag yeah, goes up. You know, they, they make those extended flags yes, for them. Yes, I know. know. They, they didn't have them. need those. Yeah, they would they, need them. They'd use the beaver dam tip-ups, and that flag goes up, they wouldn't know the flag was up. So. Oh, man. So, But it's it's tough to get around. Now, if you can get out on the lakes on a track machine, I wouldn't recommend uh, anything with wheels right now. No. Uh, because no. you're going to get stuck. Unless you get a lake that's got a lot of traffic. Where they have roads built, and yeah. you could get around that way a little bit. Right. But it's um, it's tough to get around, and if you get out on the lake, obviously you have to get out and drill the holes, and it's you know, not an it, easy job. It would be smart if you had a track machine with like a little snow plow on the front. Yes. Then you could plow out an area to drill your holes in. Yeah, you could you could do that, but you're talking a lot of work to go fishing. So yeah, really, a lot well, of work. You know, now this week predicted uh, this coming week here. Down in this area, we're we're gonna. As a matter of fact, we're gonna hit fifty degrees. I think it's by Wednesday or something like that. I mean, it's gonna be in the forties, almost fifty. You know, all week long, it's gonna be you know really nice temperature wise, and we're gonna have a lot of melting. Are you expecting that up there in Boulder Junction? Yes, it's not, of course, that warm, but right, it is right. gonna melt, and we're hoping for a slow melt. Yeah, because we don't want that all to go at once. Obviously, right. you don't want that down here because that water's going down down south most of it, and uh, we're concerned about getting too quick a melt off. But we do need the, the melt-off to get the lakes back to where we can get on them. Right. And we usually get that, Tom, towards the end of the season. But every day in the month that goes by, it gets closer and closer to spring. And when you do get that melt-off, it happens quick, mm-hmm. and you don't have a long fishing period. But right. uh, people are asking, people that come to the booth are asking, do you think we'll have ice for opening? I, you know, that's that's a uh, coin, crap, that's a coin toss, coin toss or a crap shoot or whatever. Crap shoot yeah. or, at this point, yeah. uh, at whether or not we will, but um, hopefully we get a decent melt off so we don't get a lot of flooding, especially mm-hmm. downstream. Uh, it'll help our lake levels. Our lake levels are in good shape right now, but it'll improve our lake levels in a lot of our uh, lakes where we don't have uh, right. uh, streams off the lakes. But um, now most of the launches up by you, they're free, right? All, all the launch we have uh, two hundred over two hundred lakes within a ten mile radius of Boulder Junction alone. And that's not just Boulder Junction area. There's a lot of lakes up there. And I would say 99% of the boat lamp, uh, launching ramps are free. Yeah. And there are, most of them are in excellent shape for boats from 16 feet to whatever. Uh, there are a few lakes where it's a little tough or it's shallow. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, you should have no problem at all launching boats up there. And there's plenty of lakes to choose from. We get a question from people that come to our booth. Uh, they like the bass fish. We give them a bunch of lakes where bass fishing is good. They like to go walleye fishing. Oh, we give them a lake lakes where the walleyes are good and or try to, and musky fishing. You know, so, they 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 pick their lakes and and uh, our sports shop in town, the Northern Highland Sports Shop, is excellent. 
if you ever get to town and you need some questions asked or you got some place where some you're going to go. Some questions but, asked. Or some questions, I mean, <laughs> answered, some questions You know what he means, answered. answered, I know what he meant. <laughs> some questions answered. I got to give him a he's little crapola here. He's just happy he <laughs> so many mistakes, Dennis. He's just gotta, happy he finally I, got somebody yeah, else. Yeah. I got to give him a little hard time a little bit. So what are they going to say when they go up to the booth? What are they going to say, Tom? It smells fishy. No. Something smells fishy. Yes, that's it. What? Something smells fishy. And when you say what? 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 <laughs> Muskies. <laughs> Muskies. Okay, I'm just testing. I, fe- I feel like I'm in an <laughs> Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Who's on first? Yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Hey, why am I sitting in your chair? Usually you sit here. Oh, because he because didn't have his uh, the com- computer. The computer that's oh. over here that was over there wasn't working. I tried plugging it. It didn't work. This computer works, and so that's why I got The free computers the station got 10 years ago. Why wouldn't you just tell <laughs> oh, him it's down? Huh? What? Why wouldn't you just tell him it's because he's the guest of honor? Well, yeah, that too. You get to sit that's in my real space. Ron, I like this that's guy. Why. King yeah. Dennis. Yeah. Um, I was going to, you. what you brought up before, I kind of, I was going to ask you this. Okay, name, just real quick, top of your head, three best musky lakes there. Tough ones to fish is Trout Lake. Trout Lake is a good okay. one. Tough lake to big fish. Big fish, though, right? Big fish. Big okay. fish. Big fish. Uh, High Lake. High Lake is, uh, is a, is oh, a yeah. good fishing lake. It's where the That's state right record across. walleye came out of, right? Yep. Yes. In 1932 yes. by Tony Brothers. Yes. Oh, look, ooh, look, look, look at Mr. Showoff over there with all your knowledge. <laughs> what are they supposed to say and at the it, booth today? And it's right across the street from Palmer. Yes, it is. High Lake. Yeah, the yes. launches are right across the street. Well, from... close to it. Well, it's close not... to it. That's yeah. Highway F, right? Palmer and Tenderfoot's a good lake to fish. Yeah. Walleyes and muskie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, your third We got trout. And high. High. Third one, muskie. Uh, I know it's a toss-up. Give me a second here. I want to go. I want to get in trouble here because I'm going to say you're talking about my lake. Are we talking action lakes or trophy lakes? Just overall. I I like fishing white sand. Uh, okay. Okay. White sand on uh, just outside of Boulder. Uh, we've caught some nice fish there, and yeah. and we've also caught fish fishing for walleye. Some dandy muskies yeah. up there. Okay. Yeah. Three best walleye lakes. Oh, again. Uh, my favorite lake certain times of the day is Trout Lake. Okay. Uh, Big Lake is a good walleye lake. Uh, uh, Mus- Muscalange Lake is a good lake. Mm-hmm. It's you know named after the muskie, right. but Muscalange Lake or musk. Um, that's three. That's yeah. three right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about other another type of fish that's in Trout Lake that people might want to go for. You sent me a picture of it, and I had it on my refrigerator for quite a while. Oh, did I? Until my wife took it down, and <laughs> that's our that's so, our teaser. Yeah, it's a teaser, and John would hate teasers, <laughs> but we'll talk about that and more. When we come back, so stay tuned, folks, on 105.7 FM, The Fan, or 12.50 AM. Either way, you can catch us. And, oh, what's the podcast, Nick? And also on the Radio.com app, as well as 105.7 FM, The Fan.com. So we'll be right back, Forks. We'll be happy to ask all of your questions, 414-799-1250. Welcome back to Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250, or you can email us at ceoguys at yahoo. 
Dot-com. We appreciate your comments and reports. In the guest, uh, studio today is our guest, uh, Dennis uh, Royce, correct? Yes. From the our Boulder Junction, Junction Connection. Connection. Yeah. And uh, I'm Dan Bush. He's Tom Neubauer. Nick is on the board here. Mm. And uh, when we went to break, where were we? Oh, we were talking. I asked oh. the three best muskie lakes, three best walleye lakes. So I'll give you one more shot here. Three and best bass lakes. The tees, I oh, go ahead oh, yeah. with that. Go ahead. And then we'll go. To then your we'll tees. get to the tees. A good bass lake uh, is Big Lake. Big really? Lake, yep. Big Lake is a good bass lake Small in our mouth area. Or largemouth. Both. 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 And uh, Trout Lake. Uh, we talk because we Trout Lake is okay. Beat that up sounds with, like it's a, a good big, all around. So all type around lake. fishery. There's some excellent smallmouth bass fishing in Trout Lake. Uh, White Sand Lake, I mentioned that one before, yep. is excellent bass lake. You uh, know, large fish and, and a lot of fun, and a variety of bass. Yeah, ba- so bass many here. lakes in northern Wisconsin nowadays have so many smallies in them and largemouth. I mean, both, but especially the smallmouth population on so many of those lakes, it's so awesome. It, whatever happened there to change that, who knows that? It's it, it's exploded over the years. So it wasn't always like that, Tom? No, no, it wasn't always. There were always some smallies, of course. There were all, but it's just exploded with a lot of big fish. And I remember, oh, God, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think in, like, 1982, I fished the Monaco chain, a bass tournament. Back in 82, nobody fished bass on the Monaco chain. It's like, are you Walleye crazy? Walleye City. Yeah, walleyes and muskies and, and panfish, you know, but... Nobody fished bass up there, and, and my goodness, we caught a lot of bass. There were bass all over the place, you know, but people just didn't fish for them. But here's the thing. Years ago on Trout Lake, now Trout Lakes, how many acres is that roughly? Uh, about four grand? Yeah, about, about 4,000 yeah. acres, yeah. And, it, and it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. Very it's 117 deep. feet in the deepest spot. That's a deep lake. Yeah. Because you got a special fish in there that you don't find in all lakes. You got lake trout, right? Yes, yeah, and one time Dennis caught you caught a darn, darn nice lake trout. It was trout. a dandy lake trout. Yeah, that yes. was a big one. Were and you fishing for yeah, lake what trout? Were you fishing or was it for? We were fishing for whitefish. Oh, okay. Where we fish whitefish in the fall of the year. Okay. And uh, we catch uh, lake trout when they're in eating the eggs uh, or spawning up in the rocks, and the whitefish are eating the yeah. trout eggs. Yeah, was, of course. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that the whitefish they spawn in the fall on those uh, gravelly bottom, slow Correct. tapering areas close to shore. And then the Lakers come in to feed on them, eh? Feed on them, and they're, and they're feeding on each other's eggs, basically. Yeah. But you'll get a, a day where you'll get out there, and you'll do nothing but catch lake trout. And obviously, you're after. You you, you have, can't keep them that time of year if the season's generally closed by then. Okay. But uh, we catch, uh, and the legal fish now on Trout Lake is 30 inches. so it's For gonna, a Laker. For a Laker, yeah. they got to be beautiful-looking fish. Oh, well, yeah. they're fun, and they're fun to catch. And we yeah. catch them in the wintertime yeah. when we're ice fishing for whitefish. Do wow. they... Uh, are those native to the to the lake then? No, they were planted, and there's some hybrids in there also. It's a darker fish, a darker lake trout. Right. And uh, they were planted. I don't know originally who put the fish in there, if the DNR put them in there. Any browns or rainbows no, as well? No, I have Just... never seen a brown or rainbow. I've never heard of one caught. Lake trout are the are the. So fish. the hy- hybrid, would that be a hybrid between a uh, laker and a brook trout then, or what is the hybrid? I, I don't know. A... I don't know. The darker fish, they're called hybrids. I maybe one of our listeners would know what a yeah. hybrid lake trout is. Maybe somebody will email us or call no, us at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Splake is a cross between a uh, a laker and, and a, a and a brook. Brook, yeah, a splake, yeah. But I don't know if the hybrids you're talking about there. I don't know. You know, but lake. It, oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, lake trout. 
uh, if you really uh, do some research on it, there's different species of lake trout. There are a lake trout isn't a lake trout isn't a lake trout. The biggest lake trout are the ones that I forget the scientific name for them, but they're the giants that inhabit the deep, deep, deep depths of like Lake Superior, maybe a Great Bear Lake, some of those Canadian right, lakes, right. and they're just big. <laughs> in huge and old with lots of fat and you don't want to eat them. Right. Yeah, but they're close. a different kind of a, you know, strain necessarily mm-hmm. than some of the other lake trout. Yeah. Uh yeah, Dennis had caught a real nice one and he sent me a photo and I put it on my fridge and my wife wanted to know she says, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> I says, "Well, it's Dennis from Boulder Junction. He's on it and it stayed up for a good month or so and until one day I said, "Hey, where's Dennis's picture?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right next to the appointment card for my dentist appointment yeah. next month yes. on the fridge. I don't get oh, any respect funny. from your wife at all anymore. Uh, no, you're like the Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, right? No respect. <laughs> no respect. Oh, no. goodness. So, yeah, now Trout Lake, yeah, that's a big, deep lake. Got a lot of different fish in it. But there, there's so many lakes in that area. You know, not just in Vilas County, but in Oneida County, and that I mean, there's so many lakes in a in a small area. What did you say? Over like, two hundred within 10 a mile? ten mile radius. There's two hundred yeah. lakes, so you've got your choice: brackish water lakes, uh, mm-hmm. clear water lakes, and obviously, clear a lot. If it's a bright sunny day, blue sky, you don't want to fish those lakes. Yeah. They're going to be tougher lakes to fish. But you pick a darker day, or an overcast day, or a little chop, you pick the clear water lakes, and we do that up there. There's many yeah. days that. We get up in the morning where we're going to go fishing, and we change our mind because of the weather conditions and the and the sky conditions. Yeah, so. I was going to ask you, what about streams and rivers for trout fishermen? You must have a ton of those. We have not a lot of trout fishing rivers close by. Um, we were talking about that with one of the, the people that uh, stopped at the booth the other day. Uh, up around Manitowish waters, there's the river that we can fish. There are trout lakes. Um, and and the next county over, uh, which is uh, Oneida, but mm-hmm. uh, right around Vilas County, we have to uh, uh, we don't have the trout lakes that we used to have, or or that we that other areas carry. Yeah, but the trout st- streams. Yeah, the trout streams, rivers, whatever. More 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 like streams than anything else yes. than rivers. Yeah. Okay. But you get up to you get up to Michigan. There's lots of trout streams and trout mm-hmm. river, and are are places to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to fish for trout. And we do have a, a individual in Boulder Junction, uh, a, t- a fly tie shop that he does guide and take people trout fishing, and he'll he'll find the trout spots. But a trout fisherman generally won't tell you where he's fishing. Oh no, they ain't gonna tell you. And, no. and I don't blame him for that, <laughs> especially if there's not that many places available. You know, exactly. Yeah, they're not gonna tell you. Or if if a guy catches a nice muskie, yeah, trout lake. Well, we're on trout lake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean. And they're catching lake. trout now on trout. Uh, uh, when they're fishing for muskies, or of course it's you're trolling now, and obviously trolling is is legal. And there are guys that are catching trout while they're trolling for muskies, and mm-hmm. they're trolling the same areas that the muskies are in. The trout are there, and they're catching lake trout that way. And we're we're hopefully those trout are going back undamaged, so they you know so they stay in the lake, and obviously mm-hmm. get you a chance for people to catch them, but. They do have to be, if you keep a trout, you have to have a trout stamp, and you have to be at least 30 inches or That's larger. right. you got to have the inland trout stamp. Yes. Yeah, you got to have that. So 30 inches or bigger. That's, and that's a pretty good size lake trout. Do that, people, that so, so you mentioned more incidental catches of them. Uh, who and when and how do people deliberately target them? 
In the fall. In the fall of the year. In the fall, you say? Yeah, I would say in the fall of the year is the best time. If I was going to go trout fishing, I'd go in the fall of the year. Uh, if I wanted to do just that, would but you be casting or trolling for him? I I would probably be jigging for him with spoons on on rock shelves and rock edges, just like they do up in Canada. Just like they jigging do jigging with like a big daredevil Same or thing. something like daredevil that. Daredevil down on the bottom. I suppose you could, you know, in Lake Michigan, you you troll for him and you use six packs or you use flies or. Well, actually, you know, they they in uh, certain times of the year they're they're uh, casting out those. Uh, what are those plastic imitator minnow imitators called by Kalins? Uh, jerk minnows. Sure. Yeah, They're jerk, using a jerk yeah. minnow minnows on like a three eighths ounce jig or half ounce jig or whatever, depending on the depth. And they're catching them a lot like that at you know in the fall. They're they're really hitting them hard, you know, out there. Huh. So and when we're jigging for castmasters, castmasters, castmasters. Yeah, if we're fishing for for whitefish, for instance, and we're using a small castmaster or a lure like that, mm-hmm. we drape it with a couple of wax worms because we're looking for the for the whitefish. Right. The trout will take those as well. And yeah. a, trout will, a trout will take a middle once in so a while. So when you're fishing for those whitefish, uh, you're you're casting the cast master out, let it sink to the bottom, and then just jigging it That's on. That's exactly what you're doing, Dan. You're jigging it off the bottom and bouncing it off the bottom. Bringing it back slow. Bringing it back slow. And it, generally, you keep them down on the bottom. You, you get them down, let them land on the rocks, and jerk them up. Let them float back down. Jerk them up and let them float back down. Imagine, well, the, the hooks are probably small enough on a cast master where you, you probably don't get snagged up too bad, too much. You do it? get snagged up. And there, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, you do. and yeah. then you either lose the lure or you work it to get it loose. And yeah. Sometimes you lose the lure. Cast masters yeah. are cheap, though, so yeah. you can go with a whole bucket full of those. There's, yeah. there's a lot of different jigging lures that you use. And once in a while, we'll take a large pl- uh, ice fishing jig, just a half-moon hook jig, and we'll tie it above the cast master, and nine times out of ten, we'll catch whitefish on those. Well, For so whatever yeah. reason, they go after that single bait. Yeah, really? it's a lot. Yeah, so it's just it's something you try. Like you right. said before yeah. earlier in the first hour, just try something different. Yeah. You, you look, you talk to somebody. Hey, this works, and you try it. It works. Yeah. You never know. He's Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection, live in the studio today. We've got to take one more break coming up. One more segment uh, for you. 799-1250 is the phone number if you got any questions. But when we come back, Dennis is going to tell you the secret words to win. The, he's going to tell us all about those free giveaways one more time out at the Milwaukee Sports Show that Dennis is going to be at. We'll be right back with more, folks. Welcome back to our final segment of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, thanks for listening this beautiful Saturday morning. Before we forget, we want to thank our firefighters, our police officers, our service members, the first responders, those out there protecting and taking care of us. We do support you at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And who do we have on the line? We got Mr. T. Yeah. I pity the fool that don't know his lakes in Vilas oh, County. God, God. <laughs> hey, oh, hello, Did Mr. T. Tom Hefton. Hello. How are we doing this morning, fellas? Hey, we're fine. How we're are good, you today? Man. All right. I got a question about bass fishing here in southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah. I do a lot of bass fishing on Milwaukee. Okay. And I've been venturing out Big Cedar, Madison Chain. Mm-hmm. But I always come back to Milwaukee because you're always going to catch fish. Yep. Are, is there any other lake? or lakes that can compare to the fishing that you get on Pewaukee? Yes. Uh, Nagawicka, Oconomowoc, Pine Lake. Uh, wait a minute. There's more coming to me. 
Uh, I wish I had a, a listing of the different lakes. Uh, yeah, Pine Lake is real good. Oconomowoc's real good. Nagawica's good. Okachi's good. Okachi, the size though, over the few over the last few years, that's a little tougher, Mister T. Uh, okay. But they do have a lot of bass in the lake. It's just been a little bit tougher the last few years. Uh, let me just think. Oh, well, Tom's. I know there's plenty more. Well, Tom's thinking. How did you do for bass in Pewaukee last year? Because a lot of the guys didn't do as well. I know the Lunkers tournament. They didn't catch near what they normally do. How did you do? Last year started off good, but okay. about I say middle of July on, it was bad. It got got pretty bad. Okay. Real yeah. slow. Yeah. But just before yeah. those first couple of months, it was the best. Really. Yeah. Yeah, it's, sometimes lakes will do that. Pewaukee's been known like for that. I mean, there was a time years ago, Mr. T, that uh, they wouldn't even hold the bass tournament out there. Fish Catching fish was so tough, you know. They wouldn't even hold the tournament. But in recent years, but now, recent I, years it's, it's really great. turned on. Yeah. Like the Lunkers tournament, they'd be weighing in all these fish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Dakota and uh, I forget uh, who else, but a couple of the guys that worked at the uh, Smokies, uh, Musky Shop, a couple of the 17-year-olds, they're off in college now, probably married and got 20 kids now, time flies, but they actually took second in the tournament with a couple big bass. Yeah. So they were really bringing in a lot of bass. It was cool to just watch that weigh in. Yeah. Um, but I guess every lake can have uptimes and downtimes, but you are right, Mr. T. Pewaukee has a lot of bass, both largemouth yeah. and smallmouth. But a lot I would, of bass, a lot yeah, of bass. I would, uh, you know... If you have a uh, like a fishing hotspots book or any, any book that shows all the different lakes around us, believe oh uh, upper and lower Namabin, those are another one that I forgot about. There's a lot of good lakes. Oh, Big Muskego and Bass's Bay, a lot of bass in there. Um, okay. Little Muskego, another one that's right out here in Muskego, a lot of bass in that lake. There are I I, I swear to God, every lake in this area in southeastern Wisconsin has got a lot of bass. Well, they all do. Tom didn't really narrow it down a lot for you there. He gave us, <laughs> they, they all, just listed well, every lake know, in here, Waukesha well, County. Here, here's, here's the if, thing. Uh, Wait a minute. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing, Mr. T. It's because if you're confident in what you're using and what you're doing and you, you know how to find fish, you will find the bass in all these area lakes. I happen to mention a lot of different ones because – I have found him in all these lakes, and we've caught him in all these lakes, you know. So it sounds okay. to me like you're a pretty good bass fisherman. You're catching fish, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So so I don't see why you couldn't go to one of these other lakes, and with your knowledge, you go on that lake, you look at the map, you figure, hey, there should be some fish here or there or wherever, and you try it, and you'll probably catch them. Tom, I think the thing that Mr. Okay. T's probably running into is this. You go to another lake, it takes a while, and it, it's always – more comforting to go back to the old reliable. Well, see, and that's exactly. And that, well, see, and that's where a lot of people make a mistake. I personally, I enjoy going to a lake I've never been to before, and I guarantee you, I will find bass on it. If there's bass in that lake, I will find them because if you know, you know, about the fish and what they eat and where they go and what they do and all that stuff. I mean, granted, you can have a tough day. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But if you understand the formula for fishing success, knowing your fish, knowing the lake you're fishing, and I don't mean by knowing it personally by going out there 10 times, you know, and then figuring it out. I'm I saying by having a map and finding the structure and all that, and then knowing your different lures and live bait available and knowing how to work them properly. If you have this understanding, you can go to any lake that has bass in it and find bass. Hey, uh, and I okay. think you can do that, Mr. T. Mr. T, let me ask you, what do you like to use? Do you use artificial or live bait more? Artificial. 
artificial. artificial. Right. There you go. You're my man. And what? Uh, <laughs> spinner baits, soft plastics. What's uh, your preference? I'm more of a, a drop shot, wacky rig. I knew oh. I knew you were going to say a wacky because that's so popular, right? Yeah, it's popular. And it's I'm, easy. Start, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the topwater frog is starting to become my favorite. Oh, oh yeah. okay. But yeah. Out of the lakes I fish, Pewaukee is the only lake where I have one on a topwater frog yet. Really? The wow. only one. Well, yeah, I can catch them on a popper or any other kind of top water, but the frog, you're, I can't let, get them on. Okay, we, we got to get going, but I'm going to give you one quick tip. When you're using that frog, when you got those weedy areas and lily pads and all that stuff, the heavy weeds, cast your frog onto the shore. Don't let it hit the water. Cast it to shore and then plop it into the water from the shore. It's just like a frog jumping into the water. And if there's a see if there's a bass in that shallow water, that one, two, three feet of water, and you plop that frog into it and it makes a splash, it spooks the fish sometimes. So drop it on the shore and then bring it in. How about that? All right, I got you, fellas. All right, All right. thanks Take care, for listening. Man. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye right. now. Well, I think is it time, Nick? Time to get out of here. That's his dollar for oh, so, something smells fishy. Yes. What? Go to Dennis at his booth. 423. What's the booth number? 423. <laughs> Is it 420? 429. 429. What? He said 429. Or 529. Yeah. 529. 529. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.